Good morning from Jeffrey Specialist Sales. Mark Adam from Consumer. Three quick things. First of all, Royal Union Brew unscheduled guidance update. They've actually taken guidance down, but importantly, the midpoint of that new guidance is 2% ahead of consensus. The high end is 7% ahead of consensus. That will obviously be well received given the provision of guidance itself uh, and the range. The read across there is positive for Carlsberg and positive for Western European soft drinks. Potential earnings momentum coming back with reopening, I think, should drive re-rating. Second, on tobacco, the nicotine strategies conference was held the last two days. Uh, a lot of focus on upcoming PMTA deadlines. Uh, a number of industry participants supporting our views around this being a positive catalyst as it rationalizes the market. Then on JDE Peets, I'm still way too excited that we're the only people in the world who covered stock. I know it won't last long. I know people did a bunch of work already, but it's still kind of interesting. Uh, we have a cautious view. We worry about the Nestle empire striking back. The note is really worth your time. Good morning. It's Alex Turner on the discretionary stocks. We're reiterating our buy on William Hill this morning after the placing last night almost doubled the company's liquidity. We also note commentary that trading has already improved and highlighting the US opportunities. Also last night, we heard full year numbers from Colroyd that came in in line despite the loss of market share given COVID-19. But valuation on this name is steep, so we see the shares as vulnerable to profit taking. In luxury, Boss has confirmed previously rumoured Tommy Hilfiger Boss, ex-Tommy Hilfiger Boss, as the new CEO. However, he won't be arriving until June 2021, which we see as a long time to wait in a difficult period. Also, news that Richemont has taken the LVMH veteran, the CEO of Givenchy, to head up its fashion division. Today, we have full-year numbers from Kingfisher. We also hear from Boohoo Q1. The company released consensus last night that showed a sales range of 7 to 24%. We're sitting on a conservative plus 15 Bon dia from Industrials. This is Bruna. There was an article yesterday in the Automotive News talking about how VW Group is standing by its goal of posting an operating profit this year, even if the second quarter is going to be very bad. I think it's easier to do that when you have pulled your guidance. So I'm not too sure about this article since there is no public uh, profit target uh, specified. Elsewhere, Norwegian Air, due to customer demand, will reopen 76 routes from 1st of July. Norwegian will return 12 aircraft to service. Late April, Norwegian outlined the base case uh, was to remain in hibernation until the high season of next year. There was, however, also an early recovery plan that would see activity increase in Q3 this year. This included the return of some long-haul flying. This early addition of flights by Norwegian is of note as the impact of more flying is potentially a greater drain on cash, at least initially. That's Good morning from Mark Hoffler in Resources. Oil prices once again front and centre with the Brent front month contract trading back towards around 40 bucks a barrel this morning. Uh, that's having pushed up towards 42 bucks intraday yesterday. And I think the weakness today is really attributed to two things. Firstly, uh, the concerns around a second wave of coronavirus in Beijing seem to be increasing, uh, with all schools now shut down and limits on social interaction starting to re-emerge. At the same time, there was some reasonably bearish <clears throat> inventory data out of the US last night, with the APIs reporting a surprise build of around 4 million barrels in crude inventories. Uh, we will get more data on that from the EIA later today. In terms of stocks worth flagging, uh, Technip. And a research note there from Mark Wilson today talking about their covenant risks. And it's also worth flagging on the miners. Uh, the BHP has announced David Lamont as their new CFO. 
Good morning, it's William Bevington, Jeffrey's TMT Spec Sales. So the most important thing to highlight today is ahead of Q2 numbers for the telcos in Europe. We're highlighting our second proprietary report on churn across Europe. The first report was published on the 21st of April, and hopefully you recall that this had clearly uh, indicated a massive reduction, a collapse indeed in, in, in terms of churn levels in specific markets in Europe, France, Italy and Belgium, the order of 50 to 60 percent. It's all good quite well for Q1 free cash flow numbers in particular, and that seemed to come through in numbers. However, in Q2, it's back to service as normal. The benefits seem to be mostly evaporated or indeed were limited. In Q2, churn has already rebounded strongly with porting volumes back pretty much within pre-lockdown levels. Challenges are rapidly gaining momentum, particularly in France for Bouygues and SFR, and also in Italy, spin-down brands like Iliad are back up and running, service as normal by early May. So the reprieve for incumbents overall looks to be pretty short-lived, notably for Orange in France, Wind, Tim, Italy. Um, and finally, in terms of Good morning from Healthcare. One thing that's very clear in our incoming over the last few days is a very significant sensitization of uh, drug price risk and people asking about uh, Biden's policies. I think this all, of course, catalyzed by Biden's move uh, up in the polls uh, and that uh, his focus on drug price risk is more than effectively zero, which is the market view of Trump's efforts uh, on drug pricing. So there's a lot of questioning around that going on right now. Uh, on the research front, uh, we have uh, updates on Indivia and Cameras where we update our sum of the parts, uh, although the rating changes don't uh, uh, are not significant uh, in terms of uh, recommendations, although we have updated our numbers. Thank you. Good morning from Jeffrey's Financial Specialist Sales, Wednesday, 17th June. Big uh, period for the market and risk appetite coming up. Obviously, key macro data from the US continue to show signs of um, sharp recovery. Uh, and uh, additional central bank firepower having a big impact on the bond market and thus obviously having a knock-on impact into financial equity, which uh, has been responded very positively. Uh, it's the turn of Europe to come into the focus uh, over the next uh, 24, 48 hours with the Telstra 3 window tomorrow in the UK. Bank of England also set to meet and increase the Q firepower about £150 billion and potentially move towards Yoker control. Couple of themes that we covered this morning from both our macro team and our banks analysts. We're hosting a call tomorrow at 2 pm to run through the uh, implications and conclusions from policy action. We also have a note out in Euro next where we're looking at MA prospects for the group. It's been a huge value driver for them over time. We call out Euroclear as being the key upside opportunity for them.